Welcome to the Heathers Got to Life, a show with this opinionated jerk. I'm his little brother. Give our take on how to live your best life. I am Kay Urban Latif. What's up, world? I'm Kayla Shine. Thank you for tuning in. You are in for an interesting ride today. The word heathen in this universe called the Heathers Got to Life is actually an endearing term. A heathen is someone who lives their life unapologetically according to a belief system and a code of conduct that works for and makes sense to them, irrespective of what others might think or feel. Yes, and make sure you check us out at our website, theheathensguide.com, for your one-stop shop for all things heathen. You can find a full archive of our shows as well as our line of t-shirts. The titles are uh, Heathen, our signature, Curate Your Squad, Live Unapologetically, Love Unapologetically, and my brother's favorite, Fuckboys Will Be Fuckboys. You can also connect with us on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. So search for The Heathen's Guide to Life and follow and subscribe. And while you're at it, leave a comment and share with your network. Marmy. Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So this is our last episode of the season. Yeah. And uh, what you got going on? Um, I don't know. Not much. Being a bad bitch. Like, I'm actually... um, I don't know, nothing much. It's been like one of those weeks where I've been um, doing a whole bunch of nothing. So just oh, I love those weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been fun. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. Been getting my house in order when I feel like it. <laughs> I know that's right. You know. Uh, how have you been? I have been exceptional. Mm-hmm. I also had a really easy week. Right. I mean, I did way too much last weekend. Um, between going to Tyler Perry's play, between going to Candy's dungeon tour, between whatever else I did the weekend, I was like wiped out. Um, So I look forward to not doing a whole lot this lovely holiday weekend. Um, And like during the week, I just had a regular, nothing out the ordinary, like it was pretty basic. It's something about when you have a three-day weekend coming up, you just want the week to just hurry up. (laughs) Just like, like, can we just get over this week already so I can chill? And it's gonna be so nice this weekend. Uh, I mean, I cram. I usually cram so much into my life in a week that, like, I look forward to the times when I don't have a lot going on. Mm. Um, I'm about to like have an explosion in my schedule. Like, I'm going to New Orleans next weekend. I come back and fly right into DC for my niece's graduation. I come back home for a couple of days, and then I go and then I go down to Miami for like ten days, and then it's just like a whirlwind for a while. You're about to so. be jet setting. Well, you know, life, the <laughs> gigs, life, the and life stuff. of a rock star, and fun. So, you know, I look forward to the quiet right now. Yeah. So that's really that. Um, you know, this is like I said before, this is our last show of season two, <laughs> um, and we have a lot to reflect on and celebrate and talk about. And so, I want to really get into it. But as always, before Kamar, what the fuck else do you have to say? Absolutely nothing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, I like to really just always keep in mind where we've come from. So I actually listened to our, f- our very first episode of season one the other day. Oh and gosh, why, wow. did, why did you do that to yourself? Because <laughs> it's important to see where you've come. 
And for as entertaining as the first episode was, we yeah. were so green. Yeah. And yeah. I felt like I was doing something that I was so green. Um, but like just the production value, the show itself, our comfort on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've really come along and I really appreciate the journey, the journey that we've been on together and along with the listeners who have been listening the whole time. Uh, all the new listeners that have come along the hey way. Guys. And this is really good. Yeah. Um, so for this particular uh, finale episode, we're going to just talk about this season. Um, we did 20 episodes total. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we covered a lot of ground. We um, bore a lot of our souls and our business. And all that. So it, was, it was a very personal um, a personal season. But you know, I think with I think the strength of this show, um, if I even being even not being in it, but just as a listener, I think the strength of our show is that we're so personal, yeah. and that it's really this is this is really about our life <laughs> and the lives that we live and how we live it and why we live it. And you know, the life of a heathen is not an easy one. <laughs> yeah, and you know, also I don't know if the listeners are aware. But our lives are so jam-packed with, you know, craziness. We don't get to spend a lot of time with each other. So it's been helpful to have an anchor in our relationship where if I don't get to talk to you all week, I'll get to see you on taping day. I got three months off from this motherfucker. Yeah, what are you going to do with yourself? Oh, so much, so much, so much. <laughs> it's fun. And it just gives me, you know, it's like time with my big brother on the mic. It's fun. Yeah, it is. And this is our genuine kind of how we go at it. Um which is hilarious shady self i am you are i am i'm so glad you own that i own all parts of my i own my shade Shade. i own my wit and charm lots of wit i own my assholishness i own my i own my occasional selfishness i own i own my opinionatedness oh the opinionated jerk I own my judgmentalness. Do you really? Because sometimes you kind of act like you know you're because not you you refuse to look at the definition of opinion and judgment. I think we I read am, it out loud before, and they were very much the same. I am very in tune to words and their meaning, and to opine is different than to judge. You can't define the word judge without using the word opine. To, I think it's literally in the definition. Literally, I will say it again for the people who don't want to listen, i.e. Kamar. To opine is to offer your viewpoint of something. Mm-hmm. To judge is to render something right or wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the simple difference. Mm-hmm. I don't always call things right or wrong, but I got something to say about a whole lot of shit. And I'm gonna start by and I'm gonna start by having something to say about our show. So we started. Off, <laughs> That's a lovely segue. Would you love a segue? Uh-huh. So we're gonna start off with the first episode of the season, which was called "The Heathen's Guide to Dating," and it was cool because um, this was this was I had just come off this kind of new way of thinking about life, and this revelation that I can really have what I want if I just ask for it, and I'm just honest about it. And I've really been thinking about dating because I'm taking it very seriously now. You know, I'm I am in the market. Um, for a relationship if and only if when and only when the right person comes along that suits my needs in a way that I don't have to compromise Mm. because I am not going to compromise who I am at my core Mm -hmm. 
And I think that we're always taught and reared and cajoled into compromising and being the kind of person that we think that the object of our desire wants versus being who the fuck we are and then attracting the object of our desire based on that. Yeah, I like that episode because there was a point where you brought up a, a point about just being yourself versus yeah. being your representative. Yeah. And that was transformational for me because I, oh. at the end, I was like, yeah, I think sometimes we do try to project who we want to be yeah. as opposed to that person that we are when we just go to bed and nobody's around. So, um, yeah, but I still like my representative better. So I sent him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent him. But now I know the difference. But like, but Kamar, the person that you are is quite dynamic and a lot and complex and, you know, not always sensical. And so I understand. Wait, bitch, was that a read? <laughs> the tone was, the tone felt very safe. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, when I listened. But I would say that I would use those exact same terms for myself, right? And so because of that, sometimes you want to like really offer the most easiest, most like digestible part of yourself for people just to kind of get them in. But I have found based on my experience that I have nothing to lose Mm. by giving you who the fuck I am in the beginning and then giving you the choice to see if you want to go along for the ride. Let me tell you why that is key right there. Because in the past, I have had times when I sent that representative Mm -hmm. and they loved it. They ate it all up because I didn't want them. I was like, this is too much to put on them right away. I want to just like, you know, get the men, lock them in and then, (laughs) (laughs) you know, swoop down. But it's a waste of time because once they find out who you really are and if they want to stay based on who you was before that, it's like it's a conflict. Because they're like, oh, I, I put too much time in this relationship, or oh, you know, I'm in love now, or whatever. And and they fell in love with the person that you presented, not right, the person that you are right. at your core. It's like a bait and switch. Yeah. You yeah. get them, but can you keep them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the main takeaway that I took from that is that you can have what it is you want. You can you can design the relationship that you want, but in order to do so, you have to be clear um, and upfront about who you are and what you want and not waver on the core aspects of yourself that you know those needs have to be met or else there's no harmony in the relationship so that was that so then up to season two then up to episode two we went into the principles of pleasure where we we welcomed our first guests of the season tamika and chike had a wonderful conversation with the four of us about you know in essence um they kind of started off about how we shape our sexual identity based on like perception and the main takeaway that i got from it is that we really govern ourselves um well i'll take it i'll take it two ways um women especially have to govern themselves and um kind of orient themselves based on what their perception is going to be and the fear and the threat of being labeled a whore um, is really strong in, in the shaping of people of women's identity. And not even just women, people's identity. Um, and, you know, in order to get what the fuck you want, in order to just kind of live a healthy sexual life, you got to just kind of put it all out there and not be guided. And this isn't just for, like, relationship. This is in general. This is, like, a general thing. Like, you have to live the life that you want and not be guided by the fear of what others are going to say about you. Mm. 
um, because like Mama RuPaul says, your opinion of, of me has nothing, is not my business. I thought you were going to say, uh, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? No, your opinion of me even. is not my business, right? So how I live my life is how I live my life. And I have to live my life according to how I want to live my life in all ways. And the more we let people and their perceptions and their viewpoints impose onto us how they think we should live our life, then that in the then that doesn't enable us to live a fully authentic, expressed life, which is what we all strive to do. Um, so yeah, that was that. And uh, that was really fun banter. And Tamika sounded really good on the mic. She sounds so sexy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was when we talked about pussy match. You know, the other <laughs> thing about that is, Kamar, you really showed your true colors about how traditional you are and Surprise. how judgy you are, too. Surprise. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of hoes. I'm, I, I don't like them. Um, only behind closed doors. <laughs> 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 we will not be holding hands in public. <laughs> what a, Okay. I'm going to save that for later. I know i got to always <laughs> save all my attacks for you when I get ready to attack you. Uh, no, but on, on some real shit, I think I, the one thing I'm, I can honestly say about a hoe that I love, I like the fact that there is an unapologetic nature to them. You have to really be free in order to just be a hoe in public and not mm-hmm. be ashamed of it. Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? And I, I could appreciate that. And if a lot of people were truthful with themselves, they'll realize that they kind of hoeish too. Mm. Or want to be. Or they want to be. They want to be. How often do you want to be a hoe, but but the fear of being labeled one makes you not it makes you not behave that way. Child, it's just like it's not it's not thinking, it's not like actually owning that. You know what? That's not a behavior that I want to engage in. Mm-hmm. It's I don't want to be seen that I way. I don't want to be seen that Fuck way. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. So yeah, that's why that's why that's why I love hoes. <gasps> I finally... So remember I told you I wanted to interview a sex worker? Yeah. So I finally met her yesterday. Met her in real life. And we had the chat of chats. We're going to have a really more in-depth interview for next season and later on. But she was so candid about her work as a fucking streetwalker. She went from being a streetwalker to being an escort to being in, you know, on the streets to being Mm. in in, uh, various cities to being in the hotels. She was talking about the game like in a way that I was like, oh my God, like I if I have my way together, me and her can produce like like the next pimps up hose down. Damn. Or hookers at the point. Because the can because the candid, the candid nature of our conversation was just so real and raw. And we don't take the time to get into the mind of a of a real sex worker. It's real work. And it takes a certain kind of person to engage in that kind of work and be able to like still live with themselves the next day. It was oh. so good. I cannot, I cannot, cannot wait. I wonder what her pussy like. Well, we'll certainly <laughs> ask her. Like, is it still tight? <laughs> Which book? Inquiring minds want to know. I know, but right? if it gets loose, then you're out of business. So not necessarily. Some people like a little. Okay, come See? on, move on. All right, moving <laughs> on to the next show was uh, episode three. Was I'm not responsible for your feelings. Which Child. so here the thing is this this was growth for me. Mm-hmm. The growth is my original take on this <clears throat> was that. Whatever it is that you're reacting to ain't my business. I don't care what I did or said to you. The way that you choose to react, the way you choose to feel is totally on you for you to manage and deal with and have nothing to do with it, which was so irresponsible of me. Very selfish. Very selfish. Very self-centered. Very arrogant. 
um, which is who the fuck I have been, you mm-hmm. know, and I fully own who I have been. Um, but what shifted in that is, um, I'm gonna throw something at you. <laughs> <laughs> what shifted in that thinking is um, coming to is 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 being present to the impact that I have on people. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna put it about me because this is this is a topic that I was really passionate about. Yeah. Um, we all have an impact on people. <clears throat> we all impact everybody around us in various ways. And so. Knowing that you have an impact on people, whether you want to or not, um, then there is a re- there is a certain kind of responsibility in being a certain kind of way, yeah, and being yourself, you being it. authentic. Um, and so, it is important for me to make sure that I'm leading with kindness, that I'm mindful of how my words might impact somebody, mm-hmm. um, and be able to deal with and stand in. Whatever the fallout is right. of whatever I did or said, I would I still hold that your reaction, that your feelings about that are still based on the sum total of your own life experiences, and I can't help that. So whatever it is that you're reacting to is is more than likely you're reacting to whatever is that happened to you already that is triggered by what I said mm-hmm. and not exactly what I said. Um, and I still hold hold true to that. So I'm responsible for the impact that I have on you, but I'm not responsible for your actual feelings. You know, I remember this episode, we talked about how that I can't make you feel idea. And I think sometimes you can make a person feel something. Um, I can't make you feel happy. I know that's, that's something you got to do on your own. Sometimes um, you can make, I believe you can make a person feel something. Everything you do has a um, like a cause and effect type thing with it. And sometimes when you do something, the effect is whatever that person ends up feeling. Yes, that feeling is driven and shaped by their life and who they are and their experiences. But what you did led to this feeling. Mm-hmm. You were the trigger. You pulled the switch or whatever, however you want to pull it. I have an impact. That's yeah, the, you have an impact. impact. Yeah. But I, I just always remember, you know, we, we talked about our aunt in this in, this, in that show. Mm-hmm. And she she'd always say, I can't make you feel. I can't make you feel. And it seemed like such a, um, a powerful thing for her to be able to say. But I think a lot of people use that as um, a way to deflect. To scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. Not, to not be responsible for what the fuck you just Right. What you just, you just did how you just no to make you not responsible for how you just impacted somebody mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um moving on after that um was our back to you redux <laughs> um our new year's episode which is really about forecasting and about really taking stock on on the year behind you um which can happen really at, at any time at any time of the year That's but it's right. about taking stock of your life at any moment that you choose to it's such an important thing to do it is you periodically have to reflect on what the fuck you've done and give credit to yourself mm-hmm. for the growth that you've had mm-hmm. or didn't. <laughs> yeah, and just own own your shit. You have to own your shit. And um I'm really uh, that's a that's a really important thing for me, you know, um going about this show, I have to I get sometimes caught up in um my goals down the line mm-hmm. without being mindful of like what's happened like so far. This was an idea of a blog yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was a mere a thought in my mind that I never executed. And then the opportunity um, presented itself 
and it's been shaping and growing and snowballing and now it's not only a podcast but it's we have a lot of merchandise we have you know it's a thing and our show is so well produced because we put our hearts and souls in it we thought about it and that's not an easy feat um to to create a quality product and then have the product spark more products Mm -hmm. so i'm really proud about that pat yourself on the back bro it's about yes it's about celebrating and standing in the victories Mm -hmm. um but not being stuck in the victories not being stuck in that moment all right i reflected on what i've done reflected on this that and the third and now i'm here giving all that what's next you know a lot of times we can beat ourselves up because we want something Mm -hmm. and we want it to look a certain way and other times we can know what we want and be like, oh, I can't do it like the way I want it, so I'm not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. And you end up just like stuck in a place as opposed to just launching it and doing the best you can then and getting to the place where you want to be. So uh, that episode, I remember thinking about my own time, my, my witchy time is usually uh, at the full moon. I think about, <laughs> you know, where, I'm, where I've come from and what my past what's happened from the last time I had a moment to reflect mm-hmm. to this time. And also it's a time for manifestation too. Like I think about what I want to do and wh- how I want to go and I try to envision it. And that's one thing that stuck out about that episode for me. It was about not only reflecting, but also manifesting and envisioning what you want for your future. Mm-hmm. Or in that case, we were talking about what you want for your year. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then, you know, sometime mid midway through, you might want to take stock and look back. At that, at that time and be like, okay, how am I doing with those goals? You know, am I, am I on that track that I set out in the beginning or am I just like way off? You know what, um, what just came to me to really like sum up that episode is there's no movement without action. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's really it. There's no movement mm-hmm. without action. Point blank. Moving on. Yeah. Um, then we went on to Live and Let Die, which God. was, you know, that was a deeply personal so episode deep. when we really bore our souls. And um, what I really realized um, is how much I disconnect from my feelings, Ooh, boy. from my emotions. Yeah. And I can chalk it up to me being an Aquarius, a whole bunch of things. But for my, but for my own survival in my life, because of the amount of death that I've dealt with in my life. Um, I have developed barriers that I'm not even present to anymore. And it wasn't until going through that, that episode of preparing for it and going to that funeral and mm-hmm. recalling the emotions of being at funerals and recalling the emotions of my mother dying and recalling the emotions of whoever else in my family of people who died. Yeah. Is I'm like, wow, I have really developed these, these, these protection mechanisms to not be pained or to not feel mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. um and i didn't re- I, n- I never realized it until really like going through that episode um but also what was really present to me was when i said you know what are we what do we react to who are to death yeah. do we yeah. is it that we're reacting to the actual act of dying is it that we're reacting to that the person died are we reacting to what is so what is so is that they died Mm-hmm. Is that the reaction or is it everything else that we've made mean about die? Is it the loss? Is it the, is it the, um, the, is it the memories that, that are all, that are all, or that big old up? void that you're going to have in your you life. Have, you yeah. Know? That that person's not there anymore. That yeah. now you're looking down and liking you like all the memories that, that can't be formed mm-hmm. because the person isn't here anymore. And 
either way, you know, it's about being present to what you're reacting to and reacting to it and feeling it and stepping in it and sitting in it and living in it and experiencing it because only then can you move on from it. So is that really something that a person like you can change? The idea of being able to come from a place where you're numb and you put barriers up to not feel. Can you come back from that? I think so. Yeah. I think I've been coming from it. Mm. Um, I'm Because I'm present to that I put up barriers, um, I've been able to look at them and step beside them or step over them yeah. um, and feel something. And I do, you know, I, not, I don't know if I talked about it in that episode, but when I broke up with my ex three years ago, um, I really felt that. Like, I, cried, let my, I let myself feel it. I, I like, you know, I do not cry. Whoa. I do not cry. I'm not a crier unless uh-huh. I'm unless I'm watching a movie or something. Mm. Um, but I was really um, present to my emotions and my feelings. And you can't you can't process what you don't own. You can't do anything with something that you don't own. That's right. So that's a physical thing. Then I have no power over a possession that's not mine, mm. including my feelings and emotions. And so it's important to. Feel what it is that you feel in order for you to move on. Um, Isam um, and I were talking the other day about... He was on the show last week. Yeah, it was so good. But one thing that he said is, um, you know, uh, I had had interviewed him for something and I had asked him what my weaknesses are. And one of the things that he said is that you um, don't come from your emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that stance like denies you. Um, an amount of feeling something or experiencing a part yeah. of life, yeah. and I was like, "Well, then open. Well, then, um, well, then bring that to my attention. Help me with that, then." Um, but with that being said, like, I can't, like, I can't move on from something if I don't feel it, mm-hmm. or else I'd be stuck in it. You know, if I keep avoiding it, then I never experience it. Then I never move on from it. So that was a a key takeaway that I got from that episode, which was like really like bearing my guts. Ooh, it was so <laughs> personal. We did some hot topics and it was fun. I really like that we introduced um, the hot topics episodes in this season because, you know, Kamar and I both love popular culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I like to have a smattering of it um, in the show. You know, like there's so many podcasts that are all about hot topics every week. So um, and we and we like them, right? But this show is different in that. Yeah. However, we're still people that like live and like you know yes. read Radar Online right. and be we Scott. Want the tea and too. Want the tea too. So we still have our own unique take on spilling the tea. So a little smattering of those was really fun. Um, and then we bore our souls some more. Right. We got right our, back to it. Our family dynamics, which is when. I never thought that I would admit on air that I don't have a bond with our little sister. That was profound. I could not believe you said that out loud. Yeah, but it's my and truth. You, and you didn't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it. I felt it. like you should have. I still don't feel bad yeah. about it. It's my truth. It's my truth. And I still haven't felt compelled to change it. It's still something that's not there. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's wrong. It's just what it is. And until something happens or until I feel differently or until... Whatever it is the universe puts in my in my in my um, path that makes me adjust the way I think about it. That's just the way it is. Well, that episode was fun because we talked about our own family makeup, mm-hmm. and you know, like a lot of you guys, our family isn't um, as traditional as we think families are. You know, the dynamics are a little um, messy. But whose family isn't messy, you know? I know, right? And we talked about the ideas like it's blood thicker than water, you nope. know, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
That's that's the short answer. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I, I don't think so. It's about connection. It's about relationship. It's mm-hmm. about shared experiences, and that's what links us. And that's why for me, some of my friends um, are I would if I have people in my family that if I never saw again, I wouldn't care. Um, but there are friends I have that if I never saw them again, I would die. Your friends, your friends, gotta be your friends. Ooh, when I first heard that song, <laughs> I, literally, I literally, the first time I heard that song by Beyonce and Jay-Z from that album, I literally cried. Like, my eyes literally welled up because that song so encompassed the way that I look at my friends Lord. and the import that I put on those people in my life. Seriously, you always, ever since you were a damn teenager, always running after some friend. Always. Oh, I guess I struck a nerve. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Ain't got time for nothing else but your damn friends. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> and then we went in, then we, um, the next episode of that was Get Out of Your Way. Oh, I love that episode. That was one of my favorites, actually. Yeah. This season. Yeah. How often do we get in our own way and don't right. realize it? Yeah. And then, even if we realize it, we still stay in our own way. Mm-hmm. And a, a part of it, can be those barriers that you were talking about before. Yeah. You put up those barriers to protect yourself, and then you look up and you're in a fucking fortress. You don't, you don't, you know, you're like, oh shit, I didn't want to be blocked off from everything, you know? You can't get around it, but it's supposed to be your protection, yeah, you know? And it's it's good to really evaluate those barriers and, and, and see, is this thing protecting me or is it hindering me from something? You know, in prepping for this show, I listened to like pretty much almost the whole pretty much the whole season. Yeah. But not that one. <laughs> Why you skip it? I don't know. I just didn't get to it. I've I thought that I remembered more of it than I did. Mm. Um but I do know how I feel about getting in your own way. And I know for me, um I I went through the landmark forum. Kamar likes to call it a cult because he <laughs> likes to just be a fucking asshole, right? I actually made reference to it, but I was like, I'm not going to connect the word cult <laughs> with um, landmark. So that's why I just said cult earlier. But I'm glad you, you, yeah. You know, some cult. folks go through the landmark they come forum. out changed. They come out and they want to get divorces. They come out, they want to kick people out. Some folks do momentum, <laughs> but they're two. Pla- but those are two different platforms of, of you know, a, uh, you know, a way of thinking that you know I found frees that frees you and yeah. allows and gives you some of the tools that get that can help you get out of your way. Um, I was at a point last year when I was like, I need some executive coaching. I feel like I'm like at a plateau, like I'm stunted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that given what I knew, given all the pool of information that I had about myself and my life, I didn't know what else to do. So sometimes you got to step outside of yourself and be, and be open to receiving um, a new way. Yeah. Be open to going down a path that is uncomfortable and unfamiliar um, but that's the way to, uh, to that's the way to step outside, over, and around yourself mm. in order to move forward in whatever it is that you're trying to do in your life. And it's been incredibly powerful for me. Well, um, as the co-producer of this show, what we're not going to do is give them a free commercial. So they got they got to pay to get those advertisements. Okay, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> But you said that quite eloquently, but um, for for Landmark and others like it. (laughs) And if that, whatever it is that you do, whether it's Tony Robbins, whether it's a book that you read, whether it is, you know, whatever it is that comes into your life and that sparks a different way of thinking, Mm -hmm. then it's worth it. If there's a person in your life that's living in a certain kind of way that you admire and you're like, wow, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Then 
have a coffee with that person right. and talk to them um, because we get tidbits of information from the world around us. The universe is always communicating with us. The universe <laughs> is always conspiring to give us what we want. And so if you're at a point in your life where you're asking the universe for whatever it is, the universe is listening and trying to put it in your face, but you got to be welcome to receive, but you got to be open and you got to be open to receiving what it is that the universe is putting in your way, in you your face. What? It's so funny that you said that because what Landmark is for you, the book um, excuse me, your life is waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. Mm. That's that for me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. was so transformational when I actually read the book. And it was like basically the universe is really conspiring to give you exactly what you think about the most, mm-hmm, exactly mm-hmm. where your energy is. That's what the universe is working to deliver for you. What's it called? Excuse me, your life is waiting. Okay, it's by Lynn Grabhorn. It's really good. Um, so yeah, whatever it is, you gotta have some type of executive coaching maybe um it's where you use but for me it's like it could just be like you said a mentor somebody Mm -hmm. that you um you just see yo this this person has what i the tools that i want to have i don't know how they got them i want to get there or you can do like i do and you can pick a mentor don't tell them and just stalk them (laughs) (laughs) and just do everything they do low-key yeah so robin roberts i'm watching you all right (laughs) Um, then we then we went on to episode live good, oh yeah, which is you know that's my life. That 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 right there was a snapshot into how the fuck I live my life and why I live my life the way I do. Um, we there was there was a, this movie by Spike Lee called She Like Me. I no, heard not She Like Me. That's another. It was called. It was called. <laughs> oh my god, what was it called? <laughs> it, was with, it, was with, it was with Carrie. Carrie Washington. Oh, I did and, see that and, movie. And, uh, Carrie Anthony Washington Mackie. was really young at that time. Anthony Mackie. All right, but anyway. Whatever it was, but the um, a character in it said that every man deserves to give his family a modicum of luxury. Ooh. And that stuck with me Ooh. in a major kind of way. That planted, now I've, that movie came out in like 04, 05. What a the fuck Spike is that movie, movie called? I have to Google it. I actually didn't know what you were talking about. Um, uh, God. It is important to really treat yourself to whatever it is you think you should have if you can't have that particular treat yourself to a she hate me she hate me it was called she hate me Carrie Washington was in a Spike Lee joint yes she played a lesbian you have to watch it anyway so from that that's was that the one where they were trying to like have a baby or something like that he had lots of babies, and that's his lesbian. Oh, in essence, yes. this this guy was getting a bunch of lesbians pregnant because he was just like that. slanging sperm. Yes, so yes, it was that. it was it was hilarious. But okay, anyway, go, anyway, moving on. What it is about that is we tend to save the luxury for a special occasion. We save that outfit for a special occasion. We save that dinner for a special occasion. That china. We save you know that, what, that, you know, that china, china for a special occasion. We save that, you know, that um, buying that one thing for Got a your couch occasion. covered up because you don't want to let people sit on it. So why Use it. wait for a special occasion? Yeah. Your life is a special occasion. And um, I believe in enriching the quality of my life by incorporating some modicum of luxury every day. So for me, the little things are... I do not eat off paper plates or plastic forks in my house unless I am hosting a barbecue. And that's only if I have more than 10 people. 
<laughs> 10 people or less were all eating out of real plates mm-hmm. because that for me is, is is comfort is luxury when i go to a restaurant don't serve me no motherfucking food on a paper plate in a restaurant Ugh. wait what restaurant would ever do that a hood one <laughs> huh no but i'm saying but like we go to restaurants for a little bit of luxury to be pampered to be treated to have food bought to us to have to eat good food um so I eat good food all the time. I have a luxury, um, like meals that I make for myself all the time because why not? Why save? Why save a delicious platter of oysters with champagne for a special occasion? Why not have that on a Wednesday? Because it lacks the meaning. People put meaning into those special occasions. They do. And 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 the good experience makes it stand out even more for them. You can still have that, but you know. I believe in treating myself really well all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm not gonna wear a tuxedo to record this show. <laughs> I'm gonna save my tuxedo for the appropriate the appropriate event. Um, but you know, I'm gonna make myself a nice stiff cocktail at home in a real glass with good ingredients at home. You know, and not what? just go out with it. Actually, I can tell you one thing that I did this week that was, uh, it reflected that. What? Um, I manscaped for the first time in a very long time, um, years. And I um, I got that shit all nice and smooth. And I put on a little lingerie. Not lingerie, but like, you know, the good draws. Not the ones that are all big and baggy and shit. I put on my good draws. And I oiled up with some um, some hot six. This is making me very and, uncomfortable. And I put on a little cologne. And then I got in my bed by myself. Uh, you know what? <laughs> okay. You wear underwear to bed? Um, usually, yeah. I, I don't like to sleep in nothing. Unless my I'm dick hot. has to breathe at night. Oh, my God. Unless I'm hot. I can't. Um, yeah, I put on my little... Thongs and shit. Just, Ain't a thong at that. You are cracking you. I something to crack your ass. And your dick is bound up. It was oh, um, hell. No. I was. It was all for the um. You know for the experience of it all. Well, after all that luxury that we just talked about, then we mm-hmm. then we went into the mm-hmm. next episode, which was no kids, no way, which was so interesting um, to talk about. We had another guest, my best friend Shisa. Oh, that was a good one, one of my best ones. When we really talked about like the choice to not have children. And how we're so groomed and programmed to live, you know, grow up, meet a mate, get married, have children, raise the children, the children leave, (laughs) then you die. Like, and for some people, that's a fine existence. But for a lot of us, the idea of having children is like daunting or just icky or just not probable. For me, I am so clear that I was not put on this earth to procreate. <laughs> that is not what I'm that is not what I'm here to bring to the table. My impact on the world is not through my lineage. My impact to the world is through my is through my lovely big bubbly personality. Oh, I didn't know where we were going with that. <laughs> it's like, oh. My personality, what I bring to the table, and how I impact those that I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. I know that I leave that I leave an impression on people that is indelible. And I own that and I and and I'm proud of that and that's what I think I'm here for. That's what I offer that's what I offer the world around me. Um and what I love what Chisa had to say 
you know, is how much she has been lambasted by people, friends, family, and, 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 and everybody in between about her choice not to have kids. Not all of us have that gene. Yeah. Um, and I also am glad that I got to attack um, my little brother because <laughs> of his egotistical reasons of wanting to have kids to keep his name going yeah. or to have somebody who looks like him. It's the, the legacy, legacy. Of it all. Like, that's not a reason to have kids. And I want a little goober and still tiny. Put his little butt in my palm of my hand and just hold him. Can't wait. <sighs> but on, on the real note, I do think it's fun to go through life, learn shit, do shit, and then try to depart some type of wisdom on your offspring. Of course, you can get a mentee or something like that. But what is it? What does it really mean to depart wisdom on somebody? To really go each day and like, yo, I'm trying to put you in the best, best, best direction possible. If that's what if that's what your life is to do, then great. Yeah. I, but I think that I think it's important to make the choice. You have to choose. You do. You have to want to be a parent. And you know, once you are a parent, you have to be a fucking great parent. Yeah. Or give the child up. Like there's enough fucked up kids in this world because of our crazy ass parents. And I think that people don't take the responsibility of of being conscious about about that choice they do it out of obligation or because of you know of, of society and then we have a whole generation of fucked up kids yeah. and the people are just going through the motions and they're just yeah. kind of like doing what's expected of them but a lot of people don't take parenting serious yeah and i think that's i think that's a disservice to the generations out here it's a disservice <laughs> to people so then that one was called no kids no way no kids no way <laughs> hell no then we went in um we we had another guest uh um, Ashley Nicole um, leverage your influence and she was a social media influencer a social media strategist yes. and dropped some great gems for us mm-hmm. um, to share about using social media to further your brand mm-hmm. um, the strategy behind social media you know like I said in the show and even now I'm good at using it for just personal sharing what I'm doing my Instagram stories posting a couple pictures about here and there sharing like my life casually but what I have not gotten good at yet is using social media for a purpose right so I have not been the best at being really good about social media about the heathens got to life podcast our line you know I'm sporadic about it but I haven't but my mind hasn't shifted to the business mindset of social media um so i need a, a, bit, a bit more training to give her a call back because yeah. I, I think we need her yeah she's a, she's good and um it really spoke to one of the overarching themes of this season which was entrepreneurship yeah and to really be business minded um about everything you do mm-hmm. everything you do should have a business component to it if you're having fun there's no reason why you can't be getting paid to have fun boom you know what i'm saying you know we had a lot of guests this season I think it's it's a um it's a little bit of foreshadowing into where the show yeah. is gonna ultimately I, end up. Our guests brought such great stuff to the table. After after we had Ashley, the following week we had Rose Mosley. Yeah, talking about building wealth and Rose. Oh my God, I'm a rosebud now. I'm totally a rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> but, I love rosebuds. Uh, I really do. They're Rose, pretty like Ashley dropped such gems about the area in which she's is she's an expert so real estate and she really drove home how plausible it is to own property yeah get and, you a multifamily and to not just own property just to have your own american dream but to make but to have home ownership 
as a basis of building wealth. That's right. You know, as a way to invest. And it's not as hard as we make it out to be. And there's so many resources out there um, that that we can use to build our wealth through home ownership. Yeah. And that was an episode that is a easy reference to like go back to and listen yeah. to and kind it's of like dig into. It is a resource. I need a few a few seconds for this one because that really um, it changed me after that. You have a lot of people, especially black folks, and they get a house and they're working and everything they have goes to keeping that house going. Yeah. And they end up being house poor. And it's like, what's the point of having all this space, but you can't really enjoy it because everything you do is going into that house. Yeah. Um, the other thing that Rose spoke about was she wanted to make sure that you're not just buying a property to live in it. You're buying it so it can make money for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you have that piece of land and you renting part of it out. You live in the other part. So that was very, very, very transformational. Yeah, transformational. It was. It was. So I, I urge, in fact, that's the episode that I have to actually um, refer to again on my own. Um, after that, we had another guest on, um, Katrina, to you know indulge Kamara, uh, to indulge our interest in the occult. Always a witch. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, we spend a lot of our lives being being exposed to the occult, being exposed to the invisible world, and have a person that's that's a, an actual practitioner of a folk tradition or two that was very insightful um that's a, another episode that i, I, I want to do more about that exploring more of that part of um of our nature mm-hmm. um but yeah that was a cool one and once again you have a person who's making a living off of something that they enjoy doing Back you know to the theme of entrepreneurship i, I yeah. love it because she has a whole business whole business and then we got into the into communication breakdown you know another another episode where we bore our souls about experience of experiences with our friends yeah. and i put i i emphasize how much friends are important to me and i'm just very much about relationships in my life and i hold them to such high esteem um and so looking at the ways that we communicate with each other is really important and we don't realize how people don't understand how important it is to communicate and to communicate without fear of you know damaging a friendship if you communicate something and it damages a friendship then either the friendship has a poor foundation Mm -hmm. or it's a friendship that was already that was already fractured and that just confirmed that it's time to break um but i was really in into that one, I'm kind of dealing with that again now. Mm. Um, a friend that I really think is, I think that friendship is fractured in a way that is not worthy of repair. Um, and I'm okay with that. I always say that when it comes to your feelings, if your feelings or something you love or if anything about you that's a core part of you, if it messes up a friendship or if it like pushes someone away, then that person wasn't meant to be there. You know, I've, I'll talk about all the time. No new friends, because well, that person is, is kind of a new friend. Friendship is supposed to be easy and effortless. You know, I believe that all relationships are supposed to be easy and effortless. Um, and if they're not, then I call in the question if that's a, if that's a relationship that needs to be in my life because I easy and effortless is the way it is and that goes with family too if i don't easily and effortlessly and effortlessly get along with you then i'm not coming around you <laughs> i got some family that i just like we just can't vibe like that yeah we from yeah. the same tribe but we're not from the same tribe that's it <laughs> and so then the kind of tail end of the show was kabar and i really like ex- really being gay <laughs> 
totally it. And then we had um, Gay Boy Joy, which oh. was which was which was inspired by the death of Nigel Shelby. Yeah. And then that kind of made Kamara and I talk about our coming out stories, mm-hmm. and we shared about you know our own personal experiences with coming out and what kind of how that unfolded how living in our families affected us differently and i think in that show i referenced me mark came from the same family and had different experiences we actually did not um i want to kind of clarify actually hadid hadid my brother um listens he was like y'all did come from the same family y'all came up y'all came up in different families and there is overlap but he's right we grew up in I you grew up with um, pretty much a lot of your life on um, in the weekday section in the South Ward um, with I your mom's side. I've never lived in the South Ward. That is the South Ward, Kamar. That is the South Ward, Kamar. It, it borderlines Elizabeth. It's the so the so it borderlines Elizabeth, but it's in Newark, in the South Ward of Newark. Dayton Avenue is the South Ward. The South Ward is dirty. That's where the fuck you grew up, at, <laughs> dirty motherfucker. <laughs> So as I was saying, <laughs> boy, I don't want to own his fucking upbringing, dirty motherfucker. Um, <laughs> we lived in a house in the South Ward. <laughs> anyway, um, but I don't know. I think I think Hadid's wrong, but I we think, can talk about that offline. I think Hadid has a point. The um, part we, the part of our fa- our father's side of the family um, is what anchored us, and I was very much involved in our father's side. You were only basically involved in your father's side. Um, I didn't know your mother's family like that. I didn't really see them around. But I did. Right. So it, for us, the overlap was the daddy side. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had a, a family home to go to, you know? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Ooh. There, there, there was a place where folks would come together and um, commune. I love the shade you're throwing. It's so good. <laughs> even he, he even has on his shades as he's throwing shade. Yeah. Ooh, the shade is real. <laughs> and then we could, and then um, you know, the last two episodes was our Ask a Gay series, which can oh, I just say yeah, it needs to be a real series. It needs to be a show in of itself, right? Um, you you know, guys came with some good questions. Y'all was, did not hold was. back. But was, it goes to show that so many had people have questions about gay sex because how much of our yeah. questions were about were like sexual in nature about the physicality of it about the dynamics of it about the <laughs> about the really how fucking how it goes down how it's negotiated and but i'm glad i'm glad i hope this episode really hope those episodes um get out there because we answered the questions in the most real way possible yeah. that people, you know, want to hear. People have genuine curiosity. Um, next season, we're going to have an episode about asking a lesbian because I got a litany of questions about lesbians because I don't understand. I don't got no questions. And it's so funny that us two gay men can't understand lesbians. Because it's so separate. It's you not. Know what I'm it, I mean, Everything it is, is what it's, not, it is what it really isn't. It's like it's different. But what I do like about these episodes is that we're putting a subculture into the main culture. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about gay stuff, and it's like, it's just life. It's it not is life. gay life. It's you life. Know what I'm saying? It's life. This is the heathen's guide to life. Right. This is two heathens giving their take on life That's as right. it is and as we see it. Yeah. Um, and the gays are here to stay. The gays ain't going nowhere. But I love that we got, although, we, although most of the questions came from women, there were some questions that came from men. They were serious questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respect that, and I'm glad. Um, I'm still trying to get my brother to listen to it. 
I wanted to be Will. It's funny. I mean, actually, what, what, what you does know he what? have to learn? No, actually, no. I warned him. I said, I don't know, Hadid. I don't know if you're ready. Has he been listening to the other He's episodes? He has. He has. Really? He listened to a couple of them. Thank he, you. He actually really enjoyed them. He, um, what? He listened to the family one. He was into that. Listen, he listened to, um, he listened to, I think, Gay Boy Joy. Nice. What do you think about that one? Um, I don't remember what he said. Okay. And my, up, and, my, and my sister-in-law um, listened to the Ask Gay series yesterday. Yeah, and she, she, was, she was like, she was like, she was in stitches. Everybody who's, who's, who's giving feedback were in stitches about the candor and the banter of, of, um, of those episodes. So that was our season, guys. Like it. it was, that was it. And, um, what's going to happen for next season? You have to like keep connected with us and find um, yeah. and, and find out. Make sure make sure that you get on the mailing list um, at the Heathens Guide to Life. Dot, at the at, I'm sorry, y'all at, not gonna be ready. I'm at just gonna say the that Heathens right now. Guide um, But we are interested in knowing and hearing what you want to hear more from us. What is what other parts of life do you want Kamar and I to talk about, yeah. to explore, to delve into, to lend our thoughts and opinions to? Um, I want to bring in more experts to talk about why we think the way we think. I want to bring in, I want to do more video stuff. More video stuff too. You I want to bring in, I just want to bring in more people. I am fascinated. It's been fun. I am fascinated by the human experience. I'm fascinated by people in their lives. And mm-hmm. so I have a genuine curiosity about people in their lives. So I want to talk to people out, like I want to bring in the sex worker. I want to talk to a sex worker about the life of a sex worker. I want to bring in a porn star. I would love a male a porn, porn star. star. Hey, I'm down for that too. Wait. No, because then you probably will fucking try to want to. No, no, I won't do that. I will be know. very professional. I'll put in my sociologist hat, and I will be inquisitive. No, I'm just be in, in in his business, mm-hmm. all of it. But I want to bring in. You know, I said before, but I didn't get to it this season. I want. I want to. I want to. I want to interview um, a person of the trans experience, a trans Definitely. man or a trans woman. Um, because I want to understand the life um, through the eyes of a trans person. You know, um, uh, especially given that I don't understand everything. I, um, for a, a story that I did this week, I spoke to a transgender person. And what she told me was the reason why trans women keep dying is because we have men who would rather kill than admit the fact that they're into a trans person. Yes. And yes. I was like, so uh, yes. what, like, why do you think that is? Mm-hmm, you know, she, mm-hmm. and she said a lot of it goes into the stigma. Yep. And the biggest part is that they, people don't understand that trans women see themselves as women. As women. Not yeah. trans women. Yeah. And a lot of times people who are into them are into them as women. Yeah. Not because they're trans. Yeah. So like, it doesn't make you gay because you want to date a trans woman. You're just dating a woman who has a different type of past. But you know what that tells me? It tells me that for a lot of men that their masculinity isn't based, isn't founded on a core foundation. Yeah. Because if you feel that threatened, if you're because you're gonna only kill if you feel that threatened, mm-hmm. right? And so if your masculinity is that threatened because you are attracted to a trans woman, then it calls into question the whole entirety of your masculinity. Seriously. Which is so worth exploring. Right. I would um, highly suggest you guys look me up on Facebook for you who follow me and read that piece. Very informative. You're really coming out. Uh, it comes with the territory. So with that being said, that's the end. That is the end of this particular um, segment. And we're going to, of course, talk some shit. But this has been season two of The Heathens yeah. Got to Life. And so now... 
Let's talk some shit. Bum, 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 bum. This is the time of the show where Kamar and I talk about the shit that grinds our gears. And I'm going to start with talking shit about Kamar. You know what? Because I had my lips what? pursed. I you was know ready what? for that. Because when in doubt, I can always talk shit about Kamar. Hit me, bitch. I had nothing to say about you, actually. <laughs> I'm going to talk shit about Scorpios, though. So I'm talking that about is definitely about me. I'm going to talk shit about Scorpios because some of the most dearest people in my life are Scorpios. You can't get y'all away are from some us. Of, y'all are some. And you know what? I'm going to sum up Scorpio in a couple of words. Wild, savage beasts. Damn, that sounds like me. <laughs> I can't even come back from that. Yeah, I yeah. Like me. I mean, my 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 best friend Toya is a Scorpio. My sister Tahira is a Scorpio. Kamar is a Scorpio. Yeah. I have so many friends that are Scorpios, and there's things that have in common. Just run is, through motherfuckers. It really is. You know what it is? <laughs> the ones that I know intimately, there's a selfish nature about Scorpios, and it's an, and you know what? It's emotionally selfish yeah. because they're all very giving. They're very giving. We'll very give you gi- anything so you want. Very giving in general, but emotionally yes. selfish. Yes. Because so we're so selfish. busy giving. We got to so hold something for ourselves. Selfish. Yeah. And the things that you do in the course of being selfish about your emotions yes. is why I call you wild selfish beasts. And, and don't get me started on the secrets. Ooh. Ooh. A, a baby. Keep a secret baby. So that's what I got to talk shit about first. Yeah. Um, well, I want to flip that and talk shit about Aquarius. How about Ooh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are some of the coldest people ever. Yeah. And it's something about that whole thing about erecting barriers to protect yourself. It's like it makes you guys so out of touch with every fucking thing. You know what's funny? That somebody who's emotionally selfish mm-hmm. has an issue with the person that has control of their emotions. Because all I want is your feelings. I'm like, give, 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 give. And Aquarius like, no, no, I don't have any more to give. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I want them. I want to know what you're feeling. I want you to be in tune with that. And the same thing, like, if anybody who's like me, I will give you what my emotions are. They're just going to be filtered through logic. They're going to be um, some fucking watered I, down versions no, of your No, it's just that I really have that my emotions don't don't run the show. Yeah. Now, when I feel something, I feel it and I'm on it. But I don't react from my feelings. That's That's not, that's... Feelings are not based it, in anything tangible and, and when real. You say that enough, what you get is a robot. Ooh. Okay. Call me Vulcan, then all right. I'll be Voltron. <laughs> I'll be Voltron. I actually that's that's not what I want to talk shit about though. My <laughs> real talking shit for today is I want to talk shit about people, particularly men, who get on Instagram and just thirst trap all fucking day. I love it. Every picture is a thirst trap. And it's just like, ugh. Find something else to do. Yeah. It's like you need attention that bad, boo. But it becomes, it's, I think that, again, on social media, we tend to have identities. And some people, that's just what it is that they want to do. They want to they want to put their bodies out there. They're like They worked hard at it. That's what their feature is. That's what they have to offer. And so that's what they put out there. You know what? That's one thing. I'm talking about these regular-ass motherfuckers that are out there trying to thirst trap. You know what I'm saying? Like you well, go, I don't know you any go, of those. You go on vacation and you're like, all right, look at me in my little sequin outfit or like my little sheer. You know what I'm saying? Look at me in my beer gut Ooh. out free. And I'm like, why? Like, who who are you bait? Who are you baiting? Like who who's out here looking for that? Honestly, you know what I'm saying? Um, I got a little stomach, but that shit is covered. I'm not putting it out there for the world to see. Um, and the people who they attract are always thirstier than they are. Yeah, like attracts like. Right. So I, that, I just had to talk about that. Like, stop thirst trapping. If you want attention, I don't know. Fucking love yourself better. 
<laughs> Masturbate. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything else to talk shit about. I have one more, actually. Okay, go ahead. Uh, people who walk down the street with their phones on speakerphone. Oh, my God. Why are you so stupid? <laughs> Why are you doing that? People have no regard for the world around them. I, I don't understand it. It's so, it's so dumb. Now, back in the day when you had to boost mobile and the chirps. <laughs> I was always too good for those phones. Me too. I never had one. I was always too I good. I never had one. But I had friends and they had Nextel. Now, you got boost and then you had Nextel. Now, Nextel phones were really nice. Oh, I was too good for those phones. They, they were, you couldn't afford them probably. <gasps> <laughs> Nextel phones were, bitch. If you had a Nextel, you was doing something. <laughs> Look, our engineer know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> well, that's our time together. Uh, we hope to not only entertain you, but to provide you with some new or different perspective about the various topics we discuss. Join the conversation and share your thoughts on actually the entire season. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up the show, I just have to get a little sappy with my big brother. No. And I want to say, um, I think I said this at the end of last season. Just thank you for sharing a piece of your dream with um, this little black boy from Newark. You know, I never thought a person as selfish as you could be so selfless. <gasps> so that was fantastic. Thank you. That was fantastic. And also, um, please look us up on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> On Facebook, just give us a search for The Heathen's Guide to Life. And on Instagram, it's at Heathen's Guide, no apostrophe S. Make sure you go to our website, theheathensguide.com, and sign up for the mailing list. Check out the archive of all of our shows and buy some heathen merchandise. Also, look us up on SoundCloud, MixCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And subscribe, leave a comment, and share with your friends. Tune in next season for season three. That's right. Of the Heathen's Guide to Life. I am Katab. I'm Kayla Sean. Or Kamar. We thank you Ooh. for listening. <laughs> What'd you say, Kamar? I just said I'm, I was saying who I am. Well, you are. There you go. You just talked over me. Oh, because what I do. Ooh. Talk to you next. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>